0: You're a TikTok star. This is pretty exciting, guys.
1: I think it's so funny when people say that I am the furthest thing from a TikTok star.
0: What what, what would you call forty thousand
2: followers? Fifty. Fifty. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, to get it right, bro.
0: Welcome to Table Moments. This is the podcast where three brothers and a guest get together and talk about random crazy ideas. We talk about anything and everything, but no politics. I'm your host and captain, the engineer formerly known as Samir Ayman. We also have the gym rat who woke up at 5 a.m. and is too tired for this pod right now. Our elder, Mr. Go back to sleep, Akram. And lastly, we have the guy who's late for everything. The mamba with all the drama, the scallywag, Bilal. This week, we have a very special guest a Professional software engineer who makes educational content that inspires others to pursue software as a career. She's a TikTok star with 50,000 followers and is set to dominate the coders of TikTok hashtag with glasses that are always on fleek. Bilal's dear friend, Sophia, welcome to the show.
3: Hey,
2: okay, that was, that, that was pretty solid. Good at this. Yeah, Wait, wait, wait. First thing I want to address is Gallywag. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah,
0: I try to, change it, the I tried to change it up every week. I try to change it up. What's wrong with the scallywag? Hey, hey,
2: hey. Do better. Do what? better.
0: No, Do it's better. a good word.
2: Scallywag?
0: It is. That's Let it go.
2: That's the word I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes it interesting. Nah, man. I like the mamba with the drama. He, he does come with drama every week. Yeah, I'll
2: uh, give you that one box. Scallywag yeah. is the one that threw me off. <laughs> <up>. Scallywag <laughs> is the one that tripped me up on a rock and I was just like, damn, I scraped my knee
0: i'm yeah, good it's a good word i think i'm gonna to try to use it in, That is um, not
2: a good word dude
0: no, no i'm gonna to try to use it everyone should try to use it like do do you guys ever try you ever run into a like a really interesting word and you're like you know what i'm gonna use this at work today and then you go do it or is it just me
3: no nah, i think i think that's just you bro
0: come you, on dude. no you're by <laughs> on that i don't one, know where you
3: come up with these words bro
2: galleywag uh, dude I, I googled it i, I still I, I, can't I, I, get over I, I still can't get
0: over it scallywag. no because i keep calling him the rascal i was like all right i gotta change it up so, <laughs> scallywag yeah Ugh. welcome to the pod sophia i'm saying your name right i think yes. i have I a problem with names
1: you guys can call me sophie no need sophie. for formalities
0: <laughs> okay wait so so most people address you as sophie
1: um the people that i'm most comfortable with address address me as sophie yeah okay So
0: okay all right cool yeah you're a, you're a tiktok star this is this is pretty I, exciting I'm, guys
1: i'm, I'm not a, i think it's so funny when people say that i am the furthest thing from a tiktok star the furthest thing um yeah i just, I mean, just try to, you know so what would out. you call
2: what, what would you call forty thousand followers 50 50 sorry <laughs> my bad
0: yeah to get exactly, it right, bro.
1: It's actually 47.3, so. I know,
0: I know, but 50 sounds better. So you should just say 50.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: yeah, that's definitely not a basic TikTok user. That's somebody that's passionate about, you know, their craft and wanna share it to the world, which kind of makes you a little famous.
1: I don't know about famous, like I said, I don't know about famous, but I will say, I, I, I am passionate about um, providing people with tech exposure in general and that's kind of one of the main reasons why i decided to start the TikTok in the first place and i i was surprised and pleasantly i guess pleasantly surprised that people were actually interested in learning more about it in the first place so i guess i just kind of got lucky in that regard so
2: what made you decide to just share that i mean your passion with everyone and kind of Uh get them interested on that side
1: if I'm being honest, I feel like I've tried so I've tried content. <laughs> I've tried content of like for a while. Um at first, I was like, I tried doing like becoming Instagram famous and like posting meaningless pictures. and then i I tried like getting into fitness and like but all of these things weren't really they didn't really align with me, like who I was just in general, but I feel like I was always a little bit guarded in terms of um opening up that side to the internet of like yeah, I'm nerdy. Yeah, I wear glasses. Yeah, I code. Yeah, like I genuinely enjoy this. Um and since TikTok was kind of new when I started, it was I didn't really have any friends or family or anybody on TikTok. So it felt like the perfect place for me to just like give it a go without the fear of judgment. Um and so I was like, you know what? I let me just let me just try to be my authentic self, you know, to so the most that you can be on the internet, right? Let me just try this and see uh, what happens. And so I posted a video. Um, I feel like maybe a little over a year, a little over a year ago, and it was just like I, I hopped on a trend, but like I, I made it tech, um, like telling people that I was going to be providing them with like free courting resources, tech resources, and it people liked it, and I was like, oh okay so i guess people are really out here trying to learn how to code cool <laughs> great i have an audience
3: okay why do you think uh people are trying to get into the tech space
1: um i think that and i think we've we've kind of seen this too with the pandemic and how everything shifted so quickly um i personally don't see a future where every aspect of I think are getting interested in um, the great career opportunities that come from it, right? Like you can make a pretty good living as a software engineer working from home. That's, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that that's kind of why people are getting more interested in in learning more about it.
3: Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, not not too long ago, I was watching a documentary called The, the Age of AI uh, by Frontline from uh, PBS. The, the crazy thing they were saying is that a lot of the jobs that we see that um, um, require, like, blue collars, is going to all go away. Like, you, you see um, the trucks, uh, you see truck drivers driving on the roads. Soon, there's going to be, like, no truck drivers. It's just going to be, like, a, a, you know, an AI truck, you know, trying to navigate the road to wherever mm-hmm. it needs to be parked. And all that. Right? so a lot of those tech that I've seen um, – require software engineers to help put that together. And, and more of the those blue-collar jobs is going to start to go away over the years when it comes. So um, yeah, I could see uh, why you say that. So definitely tech is uh, the place to be at. So
0: yeah. Agreed. That's the thing. That's I think my contrarian opinion on all this. You know, people say like all the blue-collar jobs and I don't know when you go do them which i've gotten a chance to do a few just living in your house room, just like fixing all this stuff and like even the thermostat stuff like you can't get a computer to turn a wrench right but like i recently saw on twitter today i don't know if you guys have heard of GPT 3 that's the open AI, i think machine learning algorithm but basically the idea is like software is going to replace blue collar then like professional work and then creatives. That was the idea that that would be the order yeah. in which they replace work, right? It turns out it might actually be the opposite. It, it might replace, replace creative work first, then All professional right. work and then blue collar. Cause like they, they ran the algorithm and they're, they're like, hey, write a description of some image you wanna see and we'll run it through the algorithm and it'll paint the picture, right? <laughs> so someone wrote like a rabbit investigator, detective, in london then they just posted the picture of that and it actually looks like so like a digital artist actually made the thing but apparently it was just the machine so which would be really cool as a creator as for creators because it's like do you know how even doing this table moment stuff and all the editing that i do for this or even video editing and stuff or if you need like graphic images and stuff it's it's time consuming it'd be really really nice if it was all automated you know
1: i I, yeah. I hear you, I hear you wholeheartedly, but i i I think I disagree with you in terms of or whoever gave that um a, opinion of like where like I don't know if you said it I think you said it was an article or a video or something that you saw um so only because when you say um you know you can't hi, you can't have a computer turn a wrench i i I think that you can. And I say this to say is that it might the, the the idea is that it wouldn't necessarily be a wrench anymore. It would be the fact that maybe at some point in the future, the way that we create houses would be completely different in terms of maybe they're all smart homes and um the infrastructure has completely been flipped and changed in order or, or you know in order to algorithmically. Be able to be updated or you know like they're, they're, the, 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 the possibilities are endless and then in terms of the creative thing I think that something that's so hard or I, at least I haven't been exposed to it thus or like you know yet and I can be completely wrong right there might be something out there that maybe I just haven't came across when it comes to trying to recreate um, human emotion and creativity um, through an algorithm or through a machine, I've found that it's incredibly difficult. I mean, even for example, like you have robots that uh, play instruments these days. Like you can Google it online, and it's just something that is just there's just something missing there. Um, and maybe that just goes to say maybe that can also be replaced. And like we'll come to a point where AI is so like advanced that you know it, it is able to replicate human emotion. But I feel I, I find this. I find it taking a longer time. I think that it would take a longer time for us for that to happen. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the time horizon for these things. Like, I know, like even with the self-driving car stuff, people think it's like right around the corner. But I think that's the California mindset of like good weather and clear roads. And yeah, how's the self-driving car going to deal with snow? Any human being can do it pretty easily. Now you got to be careful when you drive. Obviously, you don't want to wreck your car and all that. But like, you don't need to see lanes in order to be able to drive a car in snow, but it's just like maybe there are strong limitations for how a lot of this technology can be used only maybe regionally. And it's just like, I, I get it. Like a lot of people are super optimistic about technology, but at the same time, I think we sort of overvalue it when it comes to being able to change our lives. And yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about this lately a lot too, especially with like even the comment you made about home construction and stuff. Definitely the way we make homes these days, it's archaic and there are definitely some technological improvements we can make but at the same time it's like I can see, I think the best is when you can combine technology and people and I think those are where where innovation really, really happens.
1: I a thousand percent agree with you and I think that would be the ideal um, outcome of the future, (laughs) if it's up to me, because I agree with you a thousand percent. I'm just maybe a little bit pessimistic in terms of the fact that I don't know. When you you think about big corporations, right? They're going to go for the quickest, cheapest option, you know? Something, someone, or, or or a machine that doesn't require health benefits and is going to get sick, or you you understand, or something something of that nature. At least that's how my mind sees it. But ideally, technology and humans working in tandem would be, I think. I think is how it should continue to um, to progress. But you know, we'll see.
3: So, yeah, yeah. You guys brought out a lot of good points, right? Um, the thing is, right. Like, when, when uh, these companies are trying to grow, um, a lot of the words that they use are like they're trying to be more uh, efficient, right? What does efficient mean? It just means basically less people. So things that can be automated in the, in the process so you don't have to require people, right? And so uh, it does, like you said, Sophia, it, they're, they're going to try to you know, reduce the cost as much as possible by... Bringing in the technology, uh, yeah, just to
0: save them money. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, should human beings be doing any tasks that a machine could do? You know, like it seems like a waste of human talent. There's things that we're good at. There's things computers are good at, and robots. And so, all the tasks that a human being is doing right now that can be automated away sounds it sounds bad when you say it's like, all right, we should replace all these people. But at the same time, it's like you're unlocking. You're allowing all these people to pursue other things. So maybe the future is really just this human-machine symbiosis, where one person can do bigger, much bigger tasks solo, in conjunction with the machine or computers, and then everyone else just works on creative stuff.
2: Yeah, but the, but the thing is, there's there's crafts behind those physical tasks. Um, th- they not they may not produce as much, but the way the, uh, the way the craft is, you know, created originally, that will be lost if everything is, re- is replaced by an automated machine, you know? You that? yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's,
0: like, I always look back and I'm like, how do people use, used to do things? And people have completely forgotten. It's crazy, like, exactly. you can forget how to do things. Yeah. And, and we don't,
2: stuck, I, I don't but, think we should lose that. I think there should still be, you know, people that are working on those, you know, physical crafts, but it should be regarded as like, I don't know, a higher quality, especially if it's something that's very unique, like the way they do things is very unique, which makes it more valuable in a sense.
0: Yeah, because like you could always put a piece of wood in a CNC machine, right? And it can carve out something, but it's nothing like some like a woodworker actually carving yes. like a chair, you know,
1: I was just gonna say even or like, especially like when it comes to art, I think that this is such a big um, I mean, not just art, right? you can you can it can be applied to anything in within like the artistic uh, realm of things. the What makes something besides the fact that when you see a beautiful piece of art, you fall in love with it for whatever reason, you like the colors, you like the motion that it gives you. The idea that it took this artist x amount of years to master their craft makes that painting that much more valuable, right? when you have a painting or a song or, you know, whatever it might be, that was generated by a few lines of code, it almost takes away that, um, that valuability, if that makes sense. So, at least for me, it does.
3: I just look at the art world, like, it's like, like, it's it's kind of dying, right? Like, the, the uh, I don't see that much um, artists, you know, trying to um, sell their paintings or, um, kind of work on that craft there is not enough uh, of a customer base right so uh, like now we're I think... transitioning into NFTs so uh, but uh, I, I've, I've seen people just automate you know that right like there's been uh, programs that can produce different types of art and they just upload it as their own NFT and that alone has like enough to produce uh, your own set of audience
0: yeah I don't know, like modern art, I think is more of a cultural issue. But at the same time, I think a lot of it's actually money laundering, (laughs) which is a whole other topic that I don't really want to get (laughs) into. But like, i heard heard of that. Yeah, but I mean, like, NFTs, so much money is flowing through this shit, dude. Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: There is this, oh God, there's been this huge boom with like cryptocurrency and NFTs and like all this stuff. And I, I didn't really get into it just because I just uh, I just I just didn't get into it. <laughs> but I think I, I ended up picking up a book about it, and I think that the the main ideas or the inter or like the point of interest for me at least is the technology behind it in terms of um, like the smart contracts that go behind these NFTs, right? Or like even like the the way that the blockchain works in in in, in bookkeeping and getting rid of a central bank like that, that technology to me is revolutionary. And I think that that's amazing. Now how it's being used <laughs> and like this craze over it, I can't necessarily say that I agree. I do think though, that the technology behind it is going to be revolutionary in the, in the future, in, in the way that we, um, do different transactions and, uh, uh, just in general, but. NFTs as they are today are just a little crazy to me.
0: Yeah. For the listeners, that's non-fungible tokens. It's like establishing ownership of digital work, which the work itself can be replicated, but the ownership can't, which just, I don't know it. I don't, I don't, it's crazy. I tried to convince our sister to like drop a bunch of NFTs cause she's an artist, <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't go along with it which is understandable but it'll be dope though maybe we, we should we should make nfts guys of our because we have the, the the pictures up for drew already have you thought about have any of you guys thought about dropping some nfts no uh, I didn't want to get to no nah, good. Good. Yeah. I mean the money's I, there like just take it
3: yeah mm. I don't know it's 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 like it's like a damn near scan that's why I look at it like uh with with that um just dropping any random art and then uh yeah. making it seem like it has value yeah and it really doesn't like you just you know what I'm saying like i don't know how far i could go you feel?
0: yeah i don't know maybe you can just go to unsplash grab a bunch of images from there well no i don't think cuz those are attributed maybe svg icons or something i don't know something that's easy to make and if you have a large enough following <laughs> maybe you can convince a percentage of them to buy your nft <laughs> But like I'm seeing the stuff Actually, on Twitter,
3: it's crazy. Cause I, I think I think Sophia can do it because she already has like su- such an audience, right? Yeah. That she can utilize. And
0: yeah, I mean, but if you feel like it's a scam, it's like, do you want to do I'm that just- too?
1: Yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> maybe my opinion will change, but I just can't get behind it. I'm like, come on. Like I could really just screenshot this and have the same picture you have. And I get that that's not the point, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get behind it. I, I'm hoping, I think my opinion will change maybe. Right. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't like, oh, like I, I might've bought like, a NFT maybe, maybe, maybe like a little bit like, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not behind it. I don't support it.
3: I just don't. Uh, I I feel you. So so that's what I thought for for a moment. That's what like uh, NFT. You you could uh, literally screenshot it, right, and say this is your own art. But the thing that makes NFT um so crazy is like um it it actually tells you who who the original author of that is, right? So you it has already a dig, uh, like a dig, uh, digital signature. You know what I'm saying? So it can't be changed and altered. And so,
0: right,
1: right, right. Um, that's
0: a technology. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't give you copyright, though. That's the thing. That's the part I don't understand. It's like you're spending all this money to to be listed as the owner on this chain, but just because you bought it from someone doesn't mean you have the copyright on it. So it's like it still belongs to the owner unless you signed a formal contract including that. So it's like you don't yeah. actually have rights to it, the thing that you bought. You know. But whatever. I mean, like,
3: do you do you know uh, Gary Gary V? Is that his name?
0: I forget. Yeah, I see his shit on TikTok all the time. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Like, I don't buy it, bro. I don't buy it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, he has uh, what he kind of created was like uh he has his own audience, right? Yeah. And so, in order to to attend his conferences, you have to have like. The, uh, one of his oh, art, pages, or one of his like NFTs, right? <laughs> and you can only—it's got to be like you know the original author, and that—that's how you can get like uh, uh, yeah. into the conference, right? And yeah. so a lot of people are like uh, his audiences are paying big money just to uh, be a part of that. Uh-huh. So I could see, I could see how. So I've heard about like an article, um, how Nike is doing it with their, um, with their shoe line and kind of. Uh, making, um, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like uh, their way of there and their, their, it, it tells you like, this is the authenticity of the shoes, right? So you could tell like which one's fake, which one's real. And and Nike's uh, I don't know if they already implemented but uh, that's what they were planning on doing with NFTs. Wait, so, so when I you buy that, some the, shoes? Yeah. When you buy some shoes,
0: yeah. you're, oh, interesting.
3: Yeah, so, so, so you could tell which ones are real, which ones are fakes, right? And so, um, yeah. And I thought that was a pretty, pretty genius idea. Um, And I don't know what other applications you could use this for uh, other than that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any ideas, Sophia, like how this could be implemented?
1: Like I said previously, I think that the big thing about NFTs is like that, um, that the technology behind it, like the smart contract, like that digital signature, right? So like in terms of, oh god i mean the use cases are are vast and i i'm definitely would not uh deem myself an expert to to to, um to kind of speak on this but i i i think that like anything from i mean let's say you're and i think i actually might have seen this on gary v's channel like even like for example like a personal trainer and like booking sessions like nfts can be utilized to kind of make uh unique Personal training sessions that, like somebody that somebody owns with somebody else, right? So, like uh, transactions or, or uh, things that have to do with business. I don't know. Like the um, the, the options are endless. Uh, I just don't think that we've gotten to the point outside of like I have an art collection, buy my piece of art.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you think, Ako? Huh?
1: <laughs>
0: Dang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I know. Hey, this it's is like, going to something is, else, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 It's not good. It's just like, yeah, th- I mean, I don't know. This whole tech space is so weird. I see this shit on. I follow a lot of Twitter or software VC people types. And it's just like, the things that go on in, in Silicon Valley are crazy, bro. Crazy. It's like they live in a different world, man. They have all these grand visions of the future. and. There's there's
3: a lot of uh, things I like about tech, but then there's uh, a lot of stuff I don't like about it, like the business side of things, you know? Um, You know, have you heard uh, of, uh, there was this one company um, that does, like, office spaces? Um, I forgot what's the name.
0: WeWork. WeWork,
3: yeah. (laughs) You heard about that one?
0: That's not a software
3: company. It's not, it's not, but... Uh, he was uh more in the like the 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 Bay Area, right? Um, I think it was in Bay Area. Um,
0: running. It's not a bad business. idea though. Like, I would really like co-working space. I mean, no, it's
3: it's still it's still it's still in like we have we work in, in Irvine. Area. Oh like, really? Uh, yeah. Like it, oh. it's it's just been uh, the management has been transferred over, and uh, because because the CEO was crazy, bro. He's like. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he was doing all things just so he could um profit on I mean, it crazy and take run with it even.
0: But I, I I've been noticing pattern, you gotta be pretty crazy to be able to like build a company like that, even just on hype. Which is I mean, there's been other things like Firefest and John? Oh yeah, there? I heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Soon enough, my goal one day or a vision, Akram, vision board, I guess. <laughs> it's a table moments fest or something. It's not gonna be on an island. I think that's the problem. They went too big. That was their problem.
3: Yeah. Um, they, they made a lot of promises too. Yeah. And uh, they definitely let a lot of people down when they uh,
0: definitely saw to go with the poor quality, everything, you know what I'm I saying? Know. I don't mind people yeah. who make like grand statements, you know, cause it's like, yeah, you just gotta be able to deliver. But at the same time, it's just like, if you ain't shooting for the moon, what are you doing? You know, do you guys ever feel like that Yeah. That's
2: yeah. Kind of how I feel about work now.
0: Shooting for the moon?
2: No, like, I don't feel like I'm, sh- uh, I'm shooting for the, why am I even trying time for a career change? Maybe in tech.
0: Yeah. Have you thought about that? Uh, it makes a lot of good videos about like, uh, software I, I, I've
2: watched a couple of videos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So what, what language, I mean, it doesn't even matter what language you choose is like.
3: No, honestly, he, I think Occam has a skill of sales, right? Tickling, like yeah. He already knows how to talk to people. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? He's dealt with a lot of situations. So I think he should get into sales and then maybe go into account executive, you know, in, into the tech space. And I'm seeing Dula, uh doing it, and he, he he's killing it, bro. So I could see Occam doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. It's weird. Engineers are paid a lot, but sales guys are paid way more if they can perform. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, a commis- it's a
2: commission. It's a commission base. That's why. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. You know, the to me, it's fair. It's fair. It's like the sales guys are the ones who bring the money in. I know a lot of engineers. Yeah. Like, went to school with them, worked with them. They undervalue like being able to like connect with people. Yeah. Like if you can connect with people and convince them to do something, bro, that's the hardest part. The that's the, building the money maker. It really is. It's crazy. Yeah. But at least it's still useful to learn a bit of software so you know how to sell it. Just understand how it works, I think, a little bit. I think that's useful for everybody, honestly, which is why I think the content she makes is really good, because it's like it gives people an intro to understand. And it is going to be more and more of the future anyway. So you might as well, like, start getting into it now and maybe even include it as part of the regular curriculum, which would be good. That would be dope if they actually taught this stuff in in high school or even middle school. Uh, there's no reason why in middle schooler couldn't do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the earlier you start, or at least if that's something that you want to get into, the better off you are. When I started coding, I think it was my, it was my senior year in high school or when I got exposed my junior year, I think, um, and then I decided that I the last thing I would ever do was code and I hated it. And so <laughs> I actually went into biomedical engineering,
0: Okay,
1: Um, that's actually how I met Bilal. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: that makes sense, actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then um, decided that that was not for me. And uh, I re found like, I kind of fell in love with the practicality and the versatility of coding. Um, Like, even if even if and, and I'll say this, not you don't even it's not just coding either. I think that there's something really special about becoming an engineer. Because, like, (laughs) the hell you go through for four years really really teaches you how to solve problems and how to critically think and i think that that's a skill that's valuable in every single business niche whatever you may call it so when you come out and you have your engineering degree or you know in my case computer science and engineering whatever i don't have to work as a software engineer like i enjoy it and it's good for now but if i wanted to completely switch careers I don't think that I would have that much of an issue doing it now with that being said I don't think I'd have an issue because I actually do value the people connection portion I think Mm. it's so important and people a lot like you mentioned a lot of engineers don't value that aspect they just value getting the technical work done, which is great, right? You need people that are gonna get the technical work done, but you also need people that know how to communicate with users, communicate across business lines, communicate what's needed, communicate, you know, just everything, right? Mm. And so when you don't know how to do that, um, there's kind of a bottleneck there, uh,
3: so. It's crazy, like, I really connect with that, because. As soon as I finished uh, my degree, I literally felt like I could do anything and be anything I want, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that actually pushed me into uh, – I, I had, like, a lot of ideas as far as, like, I've accomplished so much in, in just – um, what's it called? The, in the company space, right? Like, in the uh, corporate world. Like, I've seen what that's like. I've accomplished so much in there. And, mm-hmm. and, and seeing that, and I wasn't satisfied. I was like, okay, I want to build my own thing. And I know that's going to be even more challenging. And, and I, I like that, because it's that, that knowing that I could do anything, and, and, and even no matter how challenging it is, it just motivates me to, to, to go try to accomplish that, you know what I'm saying? And it just gives me that drive to always continue.
0: Do you guys still have nightmares of exams?
3: Oh yeah, I used I used to. Uh, it, it didn't it didn't go away until like uh, like my my second year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for a, uh,
0: no, no. But yeah. even now, do you ever like it? It'll be like the random. It'll be a random night. I just wake up and just like sweat and like, <laughs> did I, I didn't study for this test.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: man, that shit. Oh, but I man. get
3: that all the time.
1: Like uh, every now and then. I'm grateful for it now that I finished it. But come on, like it is just so out of pocket. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah stress yeah. up was under you know it's like the stress we were under just just to get like just to get that piece of paper like i said it's completely worth it and i'm so grateful for it now but man that was really the struggle like a real yeah. life struggle seriously yeah
3: funny you like. said that yeah. okay
2: so i i don't want to sound like a dick but i'm probably going to sound like a dick do you feel like it really was worth it because now most companies are focusing on experience over a degree just because they want to see somebody that has, you know, that has been in that type of business or has been in that industry for a while. Like they, usually with they like there's companies trying to steal, like poach other companies of their top talent because of the experience that they have. And it's not focusing on about, like,
1: just a quick question. Are you talking about um, software engineering? Like, just so that I understand, uh, or are you just I, talking about in- or
2: anything in general? I'm I'm thinking generally for the most part, but I, I've seen this like I've heard stories about like people who they did like technical school, small courses for like programming. Oh, um, uh, you got like cer- certificates. Camp? Yeah, Code Camp or certificate uh, certificate uh, uh,
1: programs that they have available. It's okay so to say that because that's one of like the most <laughs> controversial things that I get on my on my uh, TikTok page, and I'm actually working on a YouTube video <laughs> on this exact topic four-year degree versus boot camp. Yeah. Um, and I think that there are some very interesting points from each perspective, and I'll give you both. Okay. So, for the four-year degree, which is what I have, um, you learn way, I mean, it, it's, an, it's absurd to think that you'd be able to learn in 10 to 15 weeks what you would learn in four years. Right. I don't think that there's much of an argument there in terms of, besides technical skills, communication, collaboration, leadership, like, um, just a bunch of different skills that you get. However, I will say this, I have a variety of friends that have gone the bootcamp route and have been able to successfully land a job and break into tech. I'll say this, in order to break into tech, um, you know, as a software engineer, the main, gatekeeping or or the main i guess obstacle is you have to pass a technical interview and in order to pass a technical interview you are tested on data structures and algorithms in a boot camp 10 to 15 weeks is what you're going to be uh you'll be focusing on that for 10 to 15 weeks and in my undergrad degree i took a course the only course that was actually relevant for that technical interview was about 10 to 15 weeks that's all i got right so in terms of actually breaking into tech and landing a job, I think that both are viable options. However, I, if I were to, and this is kind of the point that I make, it depends on what stage in your life you're at. So coming out of high school, I wouldn't recommend a high school student skip college and get a boot camp in lieu of a four-year degree. However, if they've had they have experience and they have their four-year degree and something that's not stem related and they're interested in breaking into tech then a boot camp is a great option they already have their four-year degree they're just trying to learn some technical skills and make a career change and pivot into tech which in that case i think it would be absolutely amazing so i think both are viable options however i don't think that my four-year degree was a waste um, because i've learned so much from it and gotten so much from it um, out
3: of high school. Yeah. So for me, I say yeah. I agree with uh, Sophia um, to an extent, right? I say yes and no. Um, I don't think it was worth it in, in the sense that I could literally, like, thinking about uh, seeing where tech was going and 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 knowing that I couldn't study it on my own. You know what I'm saying? That that just you know, that just tells me like I don't need to spend the money and time and effort to go through college, and I can actually accomplish way more by myself. Um if I had a dedication and uh, uh I could definitely make it happen with all the other connections that, you know we have. So in that sense. But as far as the uh, uh, the other way uh like uh going the college route actually allowed me to help build discipline, be more organized and, and make good connections, like long uh I think friendships and you know what I'm saying like that, that's what I am more grateful for than uh, um, the actual education in itself.
1: And also another thing to point out is while you can land a job as a software engineer with a, a certificate or a, a boot camp certification completion, whatever it may be, I have heard many stories where you hit a glass ceiling with only those credentials and people have had to go yeah. back to... have to go back to school and I mean even with just an undergrad degree I've hit the glass ceiling in terms of I mean not necessarily right I I could probably continue to grow in the company that I'm at without going to get a master's but those that I look up to in the company that I would want to emulate in the future have masters of some sort and so imagine trying to be or accelerate or, or grow in a company and you don't even have an undergrad it's not impossible by any means but it's definitely a lot more struggle that you'd have to, or you know, a lot more work that you'd have to put in, which isn't an issue, but it's just something uh, to take into consideration.
2: Gotcha. Uh, I think I think these boot camps are I think necessary just because there's a lot of people that aren't too focused on like the school aspect of learning because that that's how it was for me. Like I was in school for like maybe two. Two, two or three years in junior college bef- before I decided, okay, I I don't want to continue going to school and dropped out. I, I'd rather just work and, you know, figure out my own shit. My, my patience for learning wasn't there. So the whole boot camp system, like just getting a few weeks to learn like a, a new skill set seems very tempting. But um, at the same time, I'm a little skeptical because like, can you really learn everything you need in a boot camp? Probably not, but like they're saying that people are able to get jobs, you know, with you know these boot camps, you know, completion certificate, like certificates or whatever.
1: Also, another point to that you said, can you really learn everything you need to know in a boot camp? And the answer is no. But the answer is also no for a four year degree. (laughs) You don't learn everything you need to know uh, for the job in a four year degree. I mean, everything that I do today at my job, I learned on the job. I use a total of zero skills that I got from my undergrad. the only thing my undergrad helped me with was technical interview and like I mentioned previously right and, and kind of below the discipline um, you know collaboration leadership skills how to think how to solve a problem different ways to think about hard um, issues and solutions right so you come you, you you get a lot from it but in terms of the actual tasks that you'll be doing at your job I don't think that you get those from a four year degree and you also don't get them from a boot camp.
2: see that 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 part right there, everything that you mentioned about you know learning the the skill set to communicate with others in college, you can still get that out in the we or like in the real world, in the working world. And that's pretty much how I got my skill set in sales was just actually being in there, like joint like um, getting hired by a company. And then them teaching me like spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a training program that would allow me to be an effective sailor. So like learning those skill sets to actually be successful in sales is what made me like being in in the environment or being in uh, the industry is
1: absolutely
2: where I got all my skill sets from.
1: No, I was just gonna say so like for example, if we take it's a it's a uh, person by person situation, right but if we were to take you in particular as a use case I don't know if you're trying to get a boot camp or not right or you know and you come you know let's say you're one of my followers you slide in the DM you're like hey Sophie like I don't know what to do I want to get into tech and you explain to me that you have a you don't have a college degree um, but you have XY and you have experience working you've built a career and you're trying to get into tech what's the best route my my response would be, if you have the time and resources to go back to school and that's something that you're interested for in, in doing, absolutely go for it. However, if you don't have the time and resources and that's not something that you're interested in, you are a perfect candidate for a boot camp, point blank period. So I, it, it really depends on the person and the, the, the stage that they're at in their life and what resources or t- what time and resources they have available to them
3: okay hey Akram yeah uh, are you are you considering a boot camp um actually I'm kind
2: of in a boot camp right now oh for real <laughs> yeah um, doing uh, the Google certification program for project management at the moment uh,
3: okay very that's nice. that's a good program that's that's pretty good very
2: very very yeah.
1: nice I don't know I don't know um, I've, I've done a, I think I've done a few videos on Google's uh, programs correct me if I'm wrong Arkham, but they upon completion of the program don't they also line you up with potential employers as well
2: that's the advertisement that they portray after completion um, but they don't show you that until uh, after your completion and once you you get your certification so, Got you. yeah I mean that's what that's what they're advertising
3: how do you like it right now
1: Kinda of dry,
2: but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You, you feel me? And um yeah. it's a little similar to school for the most part, but you go at your own pace. It lets me move at my own pace, so I appreciate that. But
3: can I ask you, um why 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 haven't you considered sales and
2: tech? I've been doing sales for the last let's see, eight years now. Like originally I was a salesperson, now I'm in management and management allows me to control more of the sales aspect of it um so like i i've already kind of kind of exhausted like getting all the skill sets that i need for sales because i feel like i can sell anything to anybody at this point now i'm trying to challenge myself going into a different industry outside of sales so i want to go into tech you want a different experience okay i, I need something i need something that's going to challenge me and right now okay. sales is not challenging at least not for me anymore just because I've kind of hit that glass ceiling and I can't really break through it just because there's not much opportunity for me to move up at least in my current company I could go to like another company and see if I can move up there but I think I'm done with like the sales the sales side of it like the sales industry so I'm okay I mean I can still go into sales on you know I'm more on the tech side but I don't know I I I, I want to try something different
3: I'm gonna be honest about the, the money is crazy in sales. Oh no no like, I know. I I've know. seen it and and then if you if you get promoted, bro, yeah. there's just so many uh promotional uh like there's there's a, you know the gap class ceiling you're talking about, it, it's definitely a lot higher um in, in tech. So um so Yeah, uh, but I, the
2: the skill sets uh, the skill set that I have currently is only focused on sales. It's not I mean I can take it to other industries in sales, but like it's just focused on sales. So I want to kind of expand my, I don't know, what would you call it, repertoire yeah. a little bit.
1: Okay.
3: Sophia, um, I remember you were saying like, so what is, what is your goal with TikTok? What are you trying to do?
1: Leave my nine to five. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um-
0: <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good goal. I mean, that's, that's, good a good goal. That's, that's
1: a good goal. That's a good goal. Yeah. Um, we're,
2: we're working really on that here too we're, say, we're working on that here too on the uh, with our podcast so exactly,
1: exactly. no I, I say that as a joke but there's definitely some truth there um i think that the goal is i i've realized um that I genuinely enjoy helping others break into tech I know that sounds so cheesy but I think i it resonates with me so much just because I personally know the struggle and I also know the struggle of what it's like to try to break into tech, especially as an underrepresented minority. And there's a lot of this, um, t- something that I struggled with is, can I even do this, right? And when when you ask yourself that question, can I even do this, and you don't have anybody else in the space that looks like you, it almost becomes like, it seems like it's impossible. So what I'm trying to do with TikTok and, and with my page in general, would be to eventually grow to a, grow to a um, grow the my audience to a point where yes, I'd be able to leave my nine to five. That'd be amazing. But through that, I'd also like to start a nonprofit organization that helps underrepresented minorities have resources and help them get into tech. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet because I feel like I'm so far off. And right now, all I'm trying to do is be consistent with my content creation, which is hard already in and of itself but the long-term goal is to help more underrepresented minorities get into tech period
3: that's dope okay and uh you were um mentioning about branding you're trying to uh potentially work with some company to to partner up collab or something you do you see what like what companies do you see yourself working with
1: So I've been approached by uh, quite a few companies, but I haven't followed through uh, with any of them just because maybe the vision didn't align or I didn't agree with, you know, what what they were trying to have me sell or they ghosted me
0: (laughs) a variety of different reasons. What were they? What were they trying to have you sell?
1: No. So like, for example, like they're. Like I'll get stupid ones, right? Like I'll get people like different companies that are, that'll, that'll have me try and sell like clothes. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm <laughs> like, why would I sell clothes if my niche, you know? Or like, I think I, I also got like an email for like to sell, like, um, it was like an outlet, like an outlet, so just random ridiculous oh. stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then like the more serious ones, like I've been approached by boot camps that yeah. um, have, you know, tried to partner with me. And I'm so like, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to give my audience false information or lead them astray. So I was very, I didn't I hadn't done enough research or I didn't know anyone in like particular that had done that bootcamp. So I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, hey, you know, followers, if you're interested in a bootcamp, do this one because this is going to be great. And then it ended up not being, you know, not, uh helping them or or it being a bad experience for them the brands that i would like to or or would work with would uh, uh, essentially i guess align with my idea of so like i wouldn't be opposed to doing a boot camp but it would have to be a boot camp that i've done good good research and feel confident about recommending to other people i would love to collaborate with like other non-profit organizations and honestly if any other big company wants to reach out to me and wants like I wouldn't be opposed to doing clothes if it was like Nike. You know, if like Nike's like hey, yo, like, you know, wear this sweatshirt and I'd be like, hey, like for sure, but that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm open to I'm open to everything, but I'm picky. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Everything's a brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you could make a line crazy. of like
0: keyboards. I mean or I mean does uh, Tech, you can go in a lot of different directions with that.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I I was trying to, and like I'm still working on this. Like I try, I've tried like maybe I cannot tell you. I've tried maybe like two to three different times trying to come up with like different merch, and then like I didn't even put it out. Like I, like how about this
0: one? How about this one? Keycaps. Like I don't know if you guys, do you guys use mechanical keyboards? I don't know. Oh, okay. I've been seeing, I I think on Instagram, but maybe TikTok too. Like desk setups seem to be.
1: You see it too and like link my desk nobody bought this shit okay oh, for real? No. <laughs>
0: like, no. No. no yeah. Oh, no. I'm over it. damn all right never mind then <laughs> hey, but,
3: but but the, the, the rule the, the rule of marketing is you gotta have six uh seven reaches right um before you can sell something to someone so it's like you you probably showed that once but uh, if you show it multiple uh, multiple times every now and then, you'll probably get more trashing.
0: Oh, here's here's an idea. All right, so you do have some, I think, mechanical keyboards on your Amazon affiliate. Make, but like, they have these like accent keys for mechanical keyboards. There's a there's a company here in Northern California, Clack Keys. They make 3D printed. They use a resin printer, but they 3D print uh, like custom, like a vanity key that might be your escape key you know and mm-hmm. so if you come up with one that's uh black and hispanic related for you know minorities in tech or whatever uh, i'm sure a lot of people will buy that shit that
3: sounds really interesting we'll, we'll, we'll create a list or whatever um, yeah we'll send that out. <laughs>